how to be saved from legalism and be a blessing for everyone. This is the series, Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to understand how to be humble and find a new strength to change our heart in order to be a blessing to other people. Everything we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing we have to do is through Jesus to understand our real condition and take the medicine against legalism to be a blessing for people. Let's read in Luke chapter 18 from verse 9 to 14 that says, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God has mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. My dear friends, let's understand the difference between the Pharisees and the publicans. The Pharisees, the negative side of the Pharisees, full of self-righteousness, greed, envy, hypocrisy. The positive side, a model of piety, a virtue, seeking to fulfill the religious ideal of fulfilling the integrity of the Torah, the laws of the Pentateuch, and applying the legal details to every single aspect of daily life. In the other side, the publicans. The word publican comes from the Latin publicanus, which means a Roman tax official, where generally Jews in the service of home. For the chosen nation, the tax collector were traitors. The publicans could not be members of the Pharisaic community. And if a Pharisee became a tax collector, he would be automatically kicked out of the community. Actually, my dear friends, all of us, sooner or later, will deal with the Pharisee within us. It's not different with you, or me. We have this tendency to think that we are better. A problem that has one of the consequences, the racism, which even nowadays we couldn't totally overcome. But let's understand the condition of the Pharisee. The Pharisee standing up prayed for himself. The great problem of lying is that it deceives us about ourselves. And the more it repeats, it creates enormous roots and becomes truth, our truth. In this day, the probability of restoration becomes practically impossible. The Pharisee is not equal to thieves. The Pharisee is not equal to the unrighteous. The Pharisee is not equal to adulterers. The Pharisee is not equal to the publican. Most Jews believe that publicans had deserted Judaism 
to serve the hated Romans. And the Mishnah, for example, they appear linked to thieves, money, changers, Gentiles, and murders. In the Gospels, they are mentioned with prostitutes, thieves, cheaters, and adulterers, and also sinners. In fact, tax collectors have become synonymous with sinners. Jesus was a master at pulling out masks and destroying unfounded claims. Indeed, the Pharisees were not the worst, but the best the human efforts could produce. And we could see the holiness of the Pharisee. He said, I fast twice a week and give tithes of all that I earn. What Jesus condemns, my dear friends, is not so much the search for justice, but the kind of justice that isolates itself from the grace of God. Joseph Kennedy, who used to tell his children, what you are is not nearly as important as what you seem to be. Jesus has a solution through the attitude of the publican in three simple steps. First of them, humility. The publican standing far off did not even dare to raise his eyes to heaven. Humility. The second one, repentance. The publican acknowledged his sinful condition, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 But he hit his chest, saying, O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Repentance. And the third one, my friends, forgiveness. The publican seeks in God the forgiveness of his sins and, and he is justified by God. 1 John chapter 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The publican is exalted. The parable was not meant to offer us a formula of prayer to be used before God. What God expects is an attitude similar to the publican. A heart sensitive to sin under the action of the Spirit, wholly dependent upon the grace of God. That is where salvation begins, in humble acceptance of divine grace. But that is not where salvation ends. My dear friends, I remember one day when I was a youth leader in the Catholic Church, and the church had a rule with the social sports, especially soccer, that you could only play soccer in the church gym if you go on the youth worship on Sabbath. If you go on Sabbath, then you can play soccer on Sunday. So this was the rule and I was elected to be the leader to deal with the social activities. I was organizing this, the sports and one day, just before the kickoff, a friend arrived who was from our group, but he had not come to the Sabbath worship. His name is Shide. Shide because he looks like a defender in a famous soccer team in Brazil. He is a fantastic person, always cheerful, always happy. And I told him he knew the rule and he could not play. He said, okay, 
and left. In that very moment, my friends, I realized that I had done something very wrong. By legalism, I followed the rule, I totally ignored the context, and I did not act with kindness, with love, with grace. With remorse, I ran to find him, I apologized, I asked him to play, but it was too late. There was a broken heart that needed heal, and this healing would take a while. Usually, our sports were full of people, especially soccer. We need like 10 players to play at the same time. We used to have 15 or more. But in that day, we had only nine players. I learned the lesson in the hardest way. From that moment on, I never again excluded anyone. It's so easy when we have big churches, when we have big events, that there are heaps of people and then we keep excluding people. But the problem is when we are working in a small church, in a small community, and every single person is important. Every single person is missed. It's important. But our tendency when we work with many people is to exclude them. I'm still struggling to improve. But in this era, Never again. I learned that everyone is welcome. Everyone is important. Everyone needs to be involved in our community, in our group. As the Apostle Paul remembers, everything that does not come from faith is sin. Thus, the issue is not only what we do, but why we do. Those who have the deepest experience with things of God are those who are further away from the pride and the presumption. The grace of God seems offensive to all of us because it's naturally contrary to our nature and it's not by chance that Jesus warned which of the two did what his father wanted. The first, they answer. And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Thus, such words make us offended and angry, then let us become even more angry until we feel ashamed and supplicate in sincerity as the publican of Jesus' story. God have mercy on me, a sinner. My dear friends, acknowledge your sins and as the publican, seek for God's forgiveness and grace. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, what a lesson that we could learn from the publican story. Help us, dear Jesus, to change our heart, to be humble before you, to acknowledge our sins and be repentant and find in you forgiveness and grace, everything we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. <music>